Welcome, everyone, to our very first episode of Steeping Together, the podcast where we explore the vast world of tea over a cup of tea with tea enthusiasts. I'm your tea-obsessed host, Marika, and I am so excited to be sharing this adventure with you all today. So I guess I should probably start by telling you how this all came about. You see, in the David's Tea head office, we talk tea all the time. And the conversations that we started having just like at lunchtime, at the tea cooler, just catching up with colleagues were always so fascinating because when you find yourself in an environment where absolutely everyone is completely passionate and obsessed with tea, the things that come out of these conversations are just really, really fascinating. They were just so good. I can't express to you how many wonderful conversations and thoughts and feelings I've shared with my colleagues here at David's Tea. And we always wanted to share this with the outside world, but we just didn't know how, you know, emails are so short, blog posts don't really express the kind of insane passion we would have. So how do we get this message across? How do we share our absolute love of tea? Well, I mean, everyone else has a podcast, right? So we figured, hey, why not us? We can do that. So this has been going on for years. These conversations have been going on for years and we have finally decided to pull the trigger, start the podcast and share it with you. And today I am so excited to welcome our very first guest, Nadia de la Vega. Nadia, welcome. Thank you, Marika, for having me. So Nadia, would you care to introduce yourself the way you'd like to be introduced? So hi everyone, my name is Nadia de la Vega. I'm the Director of Tea Sustainability and Content here at David's Tea. And I'm really excited to be here. That's an excellent introduction, Nadia. Thank you you Thank are you. you are in fact the Director of Sustainability <laughs> and Content. You're just so, you're so versatile and you have so much experience and you've been in the tea world for six years now? Oh my God, actually it's gonna be close to 10, 10. next year. 10 years. And before that, you had so much experience in the food world as well. Yeah, so I did. I dabbled in the restaurant and the wine industry before coming to David's Tea. Wow. So, yeah. are you are you a flavor junkie? Are you a are you I yes, I love I love tasting. Mm -hmm. I love food. I love exploring things through my palate. I don't know if yeah, <laughs> through my palate through my nose. I think that I think that I have a real like addiction to that. Nice. <laughs> you you're in the right company. This is you're the right, you know, the right people. We are all kind of tea and flavor obsessed here. I think yeah, I think when when I found David's tea it was the perfect marriage because from my passions cuz I'm trained as a scientist. Okay. But I've always had this love of flavor, of food, of exploring tastes, basically. So this married that those two loves of my life. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, as a scientist, you're someone who's, not to say that anyone who isn't a scientist isn't naturally curious, but there is a pull to understand why something tastes the way it tastes, how it tastes the way it tastes, how you can manipulate it through heat or pressure or time or fermentation to have it give you the result that you're looking for. So it really does seem like it's a match made in heaven. Uh, I, I like to think it is. <laughs> well, I agree with you and there's no one else in the room, so we're going to go with that. 
So Nadia, picking the very first topic for our very first episode was slightly overwhelming. I, I, I didn't know what to start with. Like, do we start by talking about the different types of tea? Do we start talking about water temperature, water quality, origins, terroirs, varietals? Like the list is endless. And I think I could have discussed any one of those topics with you. But the thing that kept coming back over and over again in my mind is, why tea? Like, why do we love tea so much? And not just here at David's Tea, as a species, why do we love tea so much? And so it's a very big question. If we manage to even answer a part of it in the next 30 minutes, I will be delighted. But it's a task I think you're up for. And I want to start off by saying that very often I have heard it said that tea is the second most consumed beverage on the planet. What do you make of that statement? I think that we have all heard that statement. Right. I feel like it's used everywhere. And and I, it's one of those statements that because you've seen it used so many times, it became a fact. You yeah. Know? So I don't know who was the person that actually collected this data, but if we're considering tea as camellia sinensis or any type of herb that you infuse in water, if that's, I think, the description that we're giving for tea, right. then I'm totally on board with that. Absolutely. Just, just mathematically, it would make sense. So when we say tea, we're referencing the camellia sinensis plant, which means the plant that will give you all the varieties of tea, such as white, green, black, oolong, puar. But there are many, many herbs and spices that are also infused. Mate being one of them. Chamomile, lavender. I mean, that's another endless list. So if we're talking about anything to which hot water is added and then consumed, yes, I'm, I'm on board with, like you, I'm on board with the notion that this is the second most consumed drink on the planet. So let's talk beverage for a second. There are essentially six beverages that changed the course of human history. I have no other way of putting it. It's a pretty momentous statement that I just put out there, but there are six beverages that really change the nature of the human race. So we have water, we have tea, we have coffee, we have beer, we have wine and hard liquors, and we have soda pop. And these beverages have come into human civilization at different times. Tea is really one of the most ancient because it doesn't require a fermentation process like liquors. Uh, soda is a very, you know, 20th century invention. Um, tea is extremely, extremely accessible. It's hot water and leaves. So why do you think, aside from its accessibility, why is tea the second most consumed beverage on the planet. I'm now saying it like it's a fact too, but we're going to roll with it, Nadia. It is a fact. It's it a is fact. a fact. <laughs> <laughs> so again, if we're talking about Camellia sinensis here or focusing more on Camellia sinensis, I think that there's many reasons. One of the reasons is that this amazing plant, you can extract so much flavor, variety of flavor just by manipulating the plant itself. I think that is one of the things that drives me the most and that... I think everyone, most of the people working here, like, are driven and passionate about. It's how this plant can express so much flavor just by the manipulation of the plant. And also, from one same tea, 
by just manipulating different variables like water temperature, steeping time, re-steeping it, and what vessel you're steeping it. Mm-hmm. How you can get like a plethora of flavors and sensations just from one same plant. Like it's, it, it's mind-blowing to me. I think the second would be the feeling that you get when you're drinking tea. Mm-hmm. Um, for some people, it can be comforting. For some, other, some for some others, it can be euphoric. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that there's a range of emotions that tea brings to us. Um, like you've mentioned, the accessibility and also the stories behind the tea. There are hundreds of thousands of stories around tea from the origin story in China, from just the story you heard from your grandmother. I mean, there's so many moments in life that have happened around tea that it's hard to uh, encapsulate in a 30-minute podcast, quite honestly. (laughs) I mean, it's it's really, really daunting. But I want to go back to one of your first points. Sorry, you were talking about how you can extract a variety of flavors from this one leaf. One of the things that I find really fascinating, like you mentioned, is that this all comes from the Camellia sinensis plant. And from the same plant, you'll get white or black tea, green or oolong or puar. And that's in the processing. And so there's different processing methods. There's the oxidation level. There's the um, the way they pick it in the morning is really going to depend what leaves they use to pick it. And then once it's finally processed and finished, then the consumer of tea, the lover of tea, has so many tools before them to change the flavor yet again. So this is where, when I really delved into the world of tea, I think that my mind was just like, like like a deer in the headlights, you know? Because I saw so many similarities in the wine production mm. and in tea, where it's like this, it's, in wine, it's grapes, right? And how you manipulate them or the variety of the grape mm-hmm. gives you so many different types of wine. But then with tea, once you get it as a consumer, there's so many ways that you can manipulate the flavor or extract the flavor. In wine, it is, and I'm not saying by any means I love wine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't? <laughs> um, and there you can also control the temperature, but with tea, you can re-steep. Yeah you can shorten the steeping time. Yeah. You can increase the, the water temperature or decrease the water temperature. Mm-hmm. Like there's so many things you can do as a consumer to manipulate your experience. It's so adaptable to an individual experience. Like if you want, so I love oolong teas, love them. It is absolutely my favorite category of tea. And I have a tendency to steep them at a higher than recommended temperature because I like the nuttiness on certain oolongs to come out more. It's a personal preference and it's not necessarily the way I would steep it when serving it to someone else. When I serve it to someone else, I have a tendency to stick to the guidelines, stick to the recommended steeping time and water temperature. But when it's all about me, Nadia, I burn those leaves. I don't care. I want that nuttiness to come out. And that's why I think tea is just so adaptable is because with the same leaves, but just slight variations in the preparation, I've made it a completely personalized drink. It's very similar. And I keep talking. I love oolongs Mm -hmm. as well 
to me, I didn't know oolongs until I started working at David's Tea. And when I discovered them, I was fascinated. And I was more fascinated by the fact that it was the same leaf that I would drink every day in a black tea. Yeah. Like that blew my mind. But I do the same with a black tea where I'll get our orange pickle, for example, and in the morning I want I want it as a latte. So I'll add mm. a bit more and I'll I'll steep it for longer so that it can withstand the milk. But later during the day, I will just um, steep it less and have it on its own mm-hmm. so that I can really feel like the floral qualities or like the more fruity notes that come from it. Mm-hmm. So it is what you're saying. You can personalize that experience even with the same leaf. Mm-hmm. I Yeah, I, I feel like I'm going to say the words, I love tea a lot, but I... <laughs> But I, I mean, think, I think it's gonna happen in this podcast. <laughs> I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna overuse this sentence. Like I love it, but I really do. I really like how it takes a minimal amount of skill and a minimal amount of knowledge and a minimal amount of control to truly learn how to personalize it for yourself. Now, to that point, I have another question for you. Do you believe that tea is more of a meditative? personal drink or more of a social beverage and this question comes from two different places when you know tea was first introduced in japan it was really used it was introduced in japan from china it was really used as a medit an aid to meditation for monks and then when i think of the british tradition of tea time i think of you know four o'clock tea or like a tea party you know like high tea so it is a once a beverage that is associated with personal introspection and reflection and another with just you know a kind of gourmand kind of party and so where do you fall in that question i definitely dip my toes in both right (laughs) in both (laughs) I think tea can be such a meditative um, drink. Mm -hmm. For example, I cannot start my morning without a perfect cup of tea. And I, it needs to be that, that quiet comfort Mm -hmm. um, that I'm seeking just to like set my day. Um, But I also think that I've had the most memorable experiences sharing tea with other people Mm. drinking a cup of tea with with someone is it it allows for great conversation yes because (laughs) no okay i have had great conversations on beer i have had great conversations on wine have many of those conversations deteriorated near the end of the evening? Yes, maybe. This isn't about me, but, you know, we'll put a pin in that because <laughs> I think everyone knows what I'm talking about. But when you have conversations with one person or many people over a cup of tea, what I've always find is that it energizes you if you're using Camellia sinensis. There is some caffeine involved, but you don't become inebriated. Everyone becomes activated while still being sober it ignites your mind but calms your spirit which allows for fascinating exchange really deep beautiful moments and there's sometimes when you're having copious amounts of tea that you get a sense of being like euphoric i was gonna say drunk yeah we we often use that term here like uh, 
I, I I like saying tea drunk because I think it catches people off guard. They think of tea as a very, you know, you hear teetotaler. You know, you hear someone who, if you drink tea, then you're not going for that kind of extreme emotionality. And and uh, our listeners don't know me. You know me. I am all about extreme emotionality. <laughs> I, um, I'm being extremely reserved right now and already. But... If you drink enough tea, and we're talking, you need copious, yeah, you uh, need copious amounts, which is something that we do on a regular basis because we work at a tea company and because we love tea, you do get the most delightful buzz. Just a note to our listeners here at David's Tea: we don't condone becoming tea drunk. We're just talking about our experience. <laughs> we're, we're not saying this is something you should do. We're just saying it is something that is. But if you do, we're not judging you. We're not judging you. <laughs> you can actually come join us. We'd love to have you. Um, but yeah, it is a real sense of euphoria. Yeah. It is a real sense of of happiness. And you don't get the next day hangover. So No hangover. And not the same caffeine crash that you get with coffee. Uh, when I drink coffee, I do get like more than one or two cups. Mm-hmm. I do get that that like anxiety. Like, yeah. I, my heart palpitations so I love with tea I don't I've never gotten that and if I do I just drink a little bit of water and then I'm like oh and then you can keep going and then you just keep going (laughs) (laughs) oh my (laughs) um I don't know about you Nadia but I firmly believe that there is a cup of tea for every moment of every day for every person out there I definitely have to agree even for those people that are like tea is not my thing I would encourage them to try different types of tea I'm just laughing because I I remember I was watching a TikTok the other day and it's a hilarious thing of a lady saying like oh yes drink drink don't drink green tea in the morning it's gonna take away all the happiness go for that coffee yeah and I thought it was hilarious (laughs) Her but, delivery was impeccable. But I I would encourage them to try other types of tea. If there is if if you if green tea is not your cup of tea, try something else. There's so many flavors out there in tea. It it blows my mind when people say they don't like tea. Because I mean I I, I understand that up until this moment in their lives, they haven't found the tea that they like yet. Because mathematically with 5,000 natural types on the planet, and then hundreds of thousands of flavored types, I have a hard time believing there isn't a single tea out there that you don't like. You just haven't found it yet. And you know what? That's fine. That's the whole point. There's a whole world to discover when it comes to tea. And, you know, even though we're both tea nerds, enthusiasts, professionals. I don't think either of us would ever call each other experts. I'm like daunted by that. Yeah. That that term because there's so much to learn. Even for someone who's devoted their, their like, I've devoted my past 10 years of my life to Mm -hmm. tea. I think that I'm just scraping the surface. Yeah, absolutely. There is so much to learn. There's so many people out there. There's so many books. You, how many books have you devoured? About I, I, it's, it's, uh, it's a lot. It's a lot. No, I mean, I've been in the tea business 
almost 20 years now. And one of the reasons I started, aside from loving the beverage, was because I knew the day I decided to make this my career, I knew that I was never going to know it all. There's so much. And there's so, and flavors, I still am discovering new flavors. Every day. <laughs> I mean, fortunately, because it's our job, we, are, we come into contact with a lot of product, but every, every day I learn something new about tea. And it's just, it's just so, so, so exciting. So I'm, I think we should stop. We should take a break. I'm going to enjoy this cup of tea that you've made for us today. Can you tell us what we've been sipping on this whole time? Yeah, so, so to get our, our, you know, our juices flowing. <laughs> <laughs> We're drinking c cinnamon oolong. It's such a beautiful, beautiful oolong. And one of the crazy things is it's that it's a scented tea. It's not an oolong with cinnamon. No. It's a cinnamon-scented oolong. So walk us through that, just the differentiation. Because I think if you say cinnamon oolong, first you'll think they took, cinnamon, they took oolong tea and added pieces of cinnamon, and that's the tea. And that is not at all what this tea is. When you look at it visually, all you can see are oolong leaves. Yes. But the flavor of cinnamon is there. Is there. And it's it's not the, the heat of cinnamon. No. It's the warmth of yeah. cinnamon. The flavor compounds are there. But you're not getting the red hot kind red of hot. piquant. It's, it's absolutely, yeah, the floral aroma of cinnamon. So it's similar in process to what a scent, jasmine scented tea would be. But the difference here is that they heat the cinnamon with the tea leaves. Mm -hmm. So that, that really releases the aromatic oils. And the aromatic oils, because tea is so permeable, mm -hmm. um, it absorbs all of those flavors. And it's delivered here in the cup. And it's just a wonderful round cup of rich oolong with that warmth from cinnamon mm -hmm. without being spicy yeah it's not spicy it is spiced but it is not hot or overwhelming and it's been the perfect accompaniment to this conversation i can't wait to pour another cup for myself and we'll be right back in a few moments today's episode of steeping together is brought to you by forever nuts our best-selling tea for the past decade why is it our bestseller honestly we're not entirely sure is it because the flavor of vanilla waffle cone with a hint of cinnamon is so welcoming and comforting? Is it because it's a deliciously decadent herbal tea that is perfect for right before bed? Or is it the beautiful pink color that steeps out whether hot, cold, or as a latte? Look, we don't really know, but with over a thousand reviews on our website and a total rating of 4.8 out of five, Forever Nuts is definitely a tea that you need to try because quite frankly, a lot of people seem to dig it. All right, welcome back. It is time to play What Are You Drinking? The quiz where we ask our guests three situational questions, some realistic, some completely out there, and they have to use all of their experience and expertise to tell us what they would drink in any one of these situations. Nadia, are you ready to play What Are You Drinking? Oh my God, I feel like I'm in a TV show. I'm ready! <laughs> Come on down. Come on down. All right, Nadia, question one. Okay. 
your daughter is having a bunch of friends over to play after school and you want to make some tea for them to enjoy what are you drinking if it is a warm summer day mm -hmm. i think i think i'm gonna be seeping either caribbean crush okay or maui madness caribbean okay so both fruity caffeine free iced teas yes and Maui Madness, because the color is just insane. Yes. And this summer, I was making popsicles nonstop with it okay. for my kids. And they loved it because of the flavor and the color. And Caribbean Crush, I think it's like the equivalent of what, or like a fruit juice, tropical, yeah. you know? But without the sugar, right. it's very satisfying. Yeah, I, those would be those would be on tap. I think the color alone, I have tried to get my kids into tea and um, they don't care. Um, <laughs> they, they really don't care unless the color is really vibrant. If I'm drinking something like Maui Madness that's pink, like immediate interest. Mama, what are you drinking? <laughs> and even from, from the leaves itself, because it looks yeah. like, not the leaves, but the, the fruit pieces, it looks purple and right. sometimes it can steep more pink and sometimes it steeps like light purple and I don't know they're like all over it that's perfect <laughs> you you've really chosen a drink for that situation well done are you ready for question two I'm ready hit me Nadia it's your birthday and you know what that means it's the perfect the time best day of the year <laughs> it's the best day of the year <laughs> It's the perfect time to break out that tea you save for special occasions only. What are you drinking? Oh my god, Marika. <laughs> I'm so happy there's no timer. You can literally you can take your time. Don't worry. I don't want to stress you out. I'm so stressed. I'm so stressed. Drink some cinnamon oolong. I'll drink some. I'm going to sound basic cuz I always talk <laughs> about this tea. But I had to have it, but it has to be the perfect the perfect in the morning. Okay. It has to be the perfect cup of orange pickle. Okay. But there's a very specific way it has to be done. Okay, okay, so it's it's, it's orange pickle, but it's your birthday. You're steeping it in a special way. I steeping it in a special way. Okay. It's on a loose leaf, but you boil the water first and you add the leaves to the water, to the pot. What? Yeah. What? Why? 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 But you don't let it boil. You, you just you just heat the the water in a nice like metal kettle over fire, over fire. Oh, girl. Okay, wait. Walk. <laughs> okay, wait. Walk me. <laughs> you keep adding elements I to keep this. Adding elements. Paint me. Okay, yeah. Paint paint me this picture. Okay, so first of all, there's a wood burning fire. Let's start there. Well, it doesn't have to be wood, but oh, okay. if you want to get fancy, okay, fine. <laughs> Okay. I just said fire. It's your birthday. I don't know. It's I'm like birthday. elevating everything. Okay. It's my birthday. <laughs> okay. It's a wood-burning fire. Perfect. Okay. There's a metal kettle. It has to be a kettle or a pot? It's a kettle. It's a kettle. Okay. Okay. And you have, you have your loose leaf. Yes. Orange uh, peco. Orange peco. Okay. From Sri Lanka. From Sri Lanka. And you, you boil your water. You bring it to a roaring boil. Yes. You remove the kettle from the fire, and there you add a lot of orange pickle, like four perfect spoons. Okay, so we're talking four perfect spoons. It's like 10 grams yes. of yes. orange pickle. And you let it steep. 
for how Let long? Let those like more than five minutes. Oh my God, Nadia, what are you doing? No, no, That's no, no, what no. I like. No, Marika. I'm not. You can't tell <laughs> me was, what I drink. That was, that was not the face of judgment. <laughs> that was the face of someone trying to figure out. Okay, so you've you've let the water come to a rolling boil, but then you've taken it off and you've let it calm down. So it's, you're not scorching your leaves, no. and you're not cooking the leaves. So what is this added? element like why would you do that as opposed to just boiling a kettle i mean i get it's your birthday and that's the situation we're in and you can do you know living your best life i get it but what's the flavor difference like what does that method bring out that a regular steeping would not i feel it brings out more astringency okay because i want more of the astringency but i still want to retain the sweetness because i'm gonna add milk oh because it's my morning tea and I want it with milk and sugar and but, sugar yeah but then I think the next cup of tea yes because it's my birthday so I'm having more than one it's also your <laughs> question I only asked you for like what tea but you know what you it's your birthday so you can give me another cup do it jasmine black pearls <laughs> I knew it <laughs> Uh, okay, Jasmine Black Pearls is a classic fragranced uh, black tea, but is so perfect for any... Mo- I, I it's just, rarely encountered a more perfect tea. It's just luxury. Yeah. it's. I've told Marika this. I feel that Jasmine Black Pearls is like waking up in a fluffy white... White linen yeah. hotel bed, you know, yeah. with that fluffy duvet, duvet, the perfect pillows. That's what I feel like when I'm drinking Jasmine Black Pearls. And it's my birthday, so I want to feel like that all day. <laughs> Do it, Nadia. Absolutely. No, every time I make Jasmine Black Pearls, I feel like I'm doing something good for myself because I deserve it. Whenever I make Jasmine Black Pearls, I'm like, yes, I deserve this. Yes. <laughs> all right. All right, question three. Turns out that the giant mansion you just inherited from your great-great-uncle twice removed is haunted. (laughs) It was too good to be true. (laughs) Who would have thought? The ghosts seem pretty nice, though, and they agree to stop haunting the place if you can make them a cup of tea that tastes better than anything they have ever tried when they were alive. What are you drinking? (laughs) Damn, Marika. I didn't write ah, this. I yes, just... you did. No, I yes, didn't. Did. No, I didn't. <laughs> you have to appease ghosts. Appease ghosts. How old are the ghosts? <laughs> <laughs> are they young or are they old? They, um, I mean, in, in ghost terms, okay, they're ghost young. Terms. They're like 200 years old. And you know what co- I mean? It's they're not afraid of electricity. You know, they're not like, what is this? You know, like, they're they're cool with, like, fire and stuff. Like, okay. it's okay. Okay, okay. That's good to know. Yeah. And, and we're in North America? Like, in, like, sure. in this region? Okay. Sure. I feel like if I say Europe, it gives you more to work with just because. Mm-hmm. Well, let's say, okay, let's say the Western world. Western yeah. world, yes. Okay. They, they're, they're, they're speaking English. Okay. I feel. Yes. I'm going like two ways. Okay. You're hedging your bets my on head, these ghosts. I'm hedging my Okay. Yeah. I'm not putting all of the eggs in one basket. You no. know, like. <laughs> I want these ghosts to like me. You want them to leave. 
I think I would make a cup of s'mores chai. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. But here's why. Okay. Because it's going to blow their mind <laughs> that they're drinking something that tastes like a chocolate, a cookie, and a marshmallow together in a drink, in a cup. I see where you're going. You're going for the innovation. I'm the going modern for the, innovation. The modern innovation. So that they can be like, whoa, what is this sorcery? Hence your question about the age of ghosts. Yes. Nadia, you're a thinker. You know that? <laughs> <laughs> it's because I'm drinking cinnamon <laughs> Or. Yes. Phoenix Oolong. Why? Okay, so Phoenix Oolong is an unflavored natural uh, oolong from southern China and Guangdong. Yes. What's the thinking there, Nadia? I also think that it will blow their minds okay. <laughs> to taste the the fruitiness that you get in this oolong. Okay. To me, though, mm-hmm. this oolong tastes um, a little bit. It's weird because no one else that gets this flavor, but like sweet potato, like really? something sweet. I know I get I've gotten everything from from fig caramel. I always taste like taste um, peach pit. Okay, like a like a like a like stony a, peach is what I taste when I taste Phoenix oolong. I I get caramelly undertones. Okay, and sometimes something sweet and dense, like a like a like a roasted sweet potato. Sometimes, but sometimes it's more fruity, and that's the magic of this that this tea, yeah, specific oolong, like this type of of uh, dansong oolong. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. So I would. That that's my way. That's your that's, that's your my pitch. my way. Either either I get them with the innovation, right? With their like, what is this sorcery? Mm-hmm. And you know, <laughs> and they would see the 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 beautiful ingredients and be like, how did they put marshmallow in this tea? Yeah. Or I would get them with the simplicity and the complexity mm-hmm. of a single leaf tea. I mean, I hope I hope that works out for you. I think. <laughs> I think Did I win? I, I know. <laughs> this is the kind of game where, like, the answers are fascinating, but the points are meaningless. So, yes, yes, you did win. You absolutely you. won. You. Well done. Thank you for playing. <laughs> what are you drinking? It's not an easy game, um, but we do intend to play it every week. Every week we'll have different questions, hoping to get different answers, and um, we really hope that everyone can participate in sending us fantastic questions for what are you drinking. But I think you did very well as our first player in the game. I hope I didn't disappoint. You you (laughs) never disappoint me, Nadia. You would never disappoint me. I could keep talking to you for days because I love talking to you. I love the way your mind works. I think the s'mores chai v phoenix oolong is a great example of why I like spending so much time with you. But... Sadly, we have come to the end of our episode. Nadia, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much, Marika, for having me. I'm extremely excited to hear more conversations. They are coming, don't you worry. And thank you to you all for listening to today's episode. And if you would like to reach us with comments, questions, or suggestions for the What Are You Drinking game, you can do so at steeping.together at davidstea.com or through our website, davidstea.com. Have a great week and happy steeping, everyone.